Here we go! Well, hey there, my name is Bubba, and I am all alone this week on this episode of Church Nerds. The reason is, Anna's back at home, and I am here right now, currently in Plano, Texas. My travel schedule has been absolutely, ridiculously crazy, bonkers, nuts, all that stuff. In the past two weeks, I have gone to an LTN, Love Thy Nerd, 2020 planning meeting in San Antonio for three days. And then that weekend, we turned around and did PAX South Penny Arcade Expo South in San Antonio. But on the Saturday of that show, I drove to Austin, Texas, which is about two hours away. And I went to a convention called CTYL, which is Central Texas Youth Leaders there in Austin. And we had a Love Thy Nerd booth, and then we turned around and did two breakout sessions. And so that wasn't the end of it. I had to turn around, go to my house, which is about an hour and a half away, pick up some t-shirts, and then drive another two hours back to San Antonio to finish out Pack South because, well, we still had a team there and we, was, we were still doing the show. Then I got to wait a day. Taught a couple classes, and that night, Tuesday night, at about 8.30, 8.45, I got to get in my car and drive all the way up here to Plano, Texas for SRS Boot Camp. And if you don't know what SRS Boot Camp is, don't worry about it. This is kind of like a missionary thing. It's not kind of like a missionary thing. It's, it's all the way like a missionary thing. It stands for Support Raising Solutions Boot Camp. So... I want nothing more than to be home just really as soon as I will be. But for now, this is the crazy season, and this is about as crazy as it's going to get for me right now. I'm in the process of moving, just so you guys know, to a full-time, fully funded through support raising with Love Thy Nerd position. And honestly, it's really a whole lot harder than I ever thought that it would be. Um... It's not hard for me to talk about the work that we do with Love Thy Nerd or really even justify it as a full-time position. That's super easy. The hard part for me is asking people to partner with me. And maybe you felt the same way. I'm not sure. I'm, I'm thinking of a couple of people off the top of my head that have tried to do support raising, and it's just, it's not super easy. I mean, you don't want to ask really anybody for help because you feel like it might be begging or why haven't I just gone and got a real job or I may hurt the friendship or something like that? Well, as far as the job thing goes, I did that. I mean, I, I've been on full-time church ministry staff for the last 12 years. And now I really feel that God is calling me into this thing, this Love Thy Nerd, nerd culture mission. And I believe it's really terribly important for me to give myself to this calling on a full time basis. So here I am at a support raising solutions two-day intensive boot camp. Um, And I'm finding that there are a lot of people here that feel the same exact way that I do about a calling that they have in their life. I've talked to people that are going to China and places that we can't even mention. I've talked to people that are going to be uh, planting churches in Edinburgh, Scotland, 
I've talked to people that are doing clean water wells. I'm talking to people that are doing campus ministry. All of these people that are seeing this is the thing that God is calling me to do. And I have an organization that can't necessarily shoulder the burden of my calling, whether it's travel expenses or a full-time salary or whatever. These people are called into full-time fully funded mission work. And so here's where I find myself. I'm I'm actually really both excited and a little bit confused and somewhat terrified from time to time. But I know that it's full-time that I'm called into. And I hope that somebody resonates with what I'm saying here because I want you to be encouraged. I want you to know that it's going to be okay. It's going to be fine. If you truly give yourself over to this calling that God is is pulling on you. So for me, I know that part-time work yields part-time results. And this is just, like I said, it's just my experience. Maybe you've been crushing it in your part-time hustle, whatever that thing is. But really just think of how much you would have been able to do and get done if you had dove headlong into that full-time gig. There probably would be absolutely no way that anyone could possibly keep up with you, am I right? I mean, think about it. Like you've been doing your hustle on the side, maybe even during work hours. I know that I've been guilty of that. And I was thankful for the grace that I was given. There was a time where I had to apologize to my church when we first started Love Thy Nerd. That first really like two weeks was just crazy town. And so I actually had to apologize and ask for grace and thank them for allowing me to do the work that I needed to do. So what would it be like if I just dove headfirst into that? Well, that same church is actually giving me the opportunity to do that. This this may not be your story, and I apologize if it's not, but it happens to be mine. And I'm the voice you're listening to on your ride to work or in your headphones or wherever you are. So allow me to encourage you in any way that I possibly can. So here's where I am. This, this show um, is even extension of, of that calling. And my wife and I are pretty much going all in. And as a team, we are looking to be fully funded by October the 1st. And by this show, I mean church nerds, this thing that you're listening to right now. That is a part of the calling. We get to pour out to you whether you're a mom or a dad or a brother or sister or a pastor or a deacon or whatever, we want to pour into you to help you understand and maybe change your preconceived notions between what nerd culture really is, or maybe you're on the other side of it and you accidentally found this podcast and you're a nerd trying to understand what church culture is. We consider it a win if we can find that middle ground and help both sides cling to something to where we can just have the conversation. So, like I said, we're trying to go fully funded by October the 1st, and this is not me asking for you to partner with me. I'm not asking you to be on my partner team or anything like that. And, I mean, chances are that we don't really even know most of you that listen to this. But if we do know you, consider this your heads up. You have been warned. If I haven't contacted you already, I will be doing so. Because that's some of the stuff that they're asking us to do, is just go out there, find these people that are in your life and that love you and care about you and would possibly just pour into your life and your ministry. So I've learned that support teams are tremendously important. 
that ministry doesn't move forward without them. I mean, it's it's really obvious. There are tons of examples in the Bible of God telling his people to partner with other people and really keeping them from not partnering with people. And this is kind of awkward because he could really just as easily provide every single thing that we need without the headache of other people actually having to do the physical providing. Man, that really would make things a whole lot simpler if he just cut out the middleman. But there's something really cool that happens when someone joins your, joins your partner team and it's called a relationship. In previous um, shows, we have talked about the really cool thing that happens when you allow somebody to teach you a game, the magic that happens in that relationship. And it's kind of the same concept here. When I invite somebody to be on my team and to join with me on this endeavor, and it really is an exciting time. And like I said before, it's, it's kind of confusing and trying, but we can create that relationship with a person. I don't want to just ask some rando to be on my team. I want to ask somebody who's going to care about the things that I'm doing. It's going to ask how I'm doing, how far am I in my funding? What can they do to help? Are there references that they can give me? That kind of stuff. But it's all about picking the right people to be on my team. So I give that whole preamble just to let you know, just because you're listening to this podcast does not mean that I'm asking you to give me any dollars at all. Uh, As a matter of fact, um, when we were starting this, Matt Coker asked me, um, he's the the big bro of the back row Baptist here. He asked me if I wanted to put this podcast out on the free side of it, or if I could put it on, or if he could put it on his Patreon side. And I said, let's go ahead and put it out there for free because I don't want anything that we say to necessarily be behind a paywall. We want to come behind people and encourage them and maybe train some leaders up on how to do what we do at Love Thy Nerd. But for this podcast and with all the other content that we create, we want to keep it right here in front of you. And like I said, I'm not asking for a single cent from you guys, but there are some of you that are listening that will be asked to be on our partner team. So just kind of be ready for that. So since I've given up on trying to do things my way, and I've given in to the way that God wants me to move forward, I have seen him bless me and those around me in just absolutely ridiculous ways. (laughs) I, I, I thought about whether or not to actually share this story, and I think I'm going to go ahead and do it, that in last year, in 2019, towards the end of it, it was probably around Thanksgiving. My memory's a little fuzzy. Like I said, it's been a long week today, but we were given in the span of, I think it was 48 hours. It was something stupid like that. My wife and I and our family were gifted with over $5,000 in cash and a car. And I don't think that that's everybody's story. Matter of fact, I know it's not everybody's story. But what I can tell you is that we gave everything over to God. We said, God, whatever you want us to do, I'm leaving my security blanket. I'm leaving my, my job. I'm, I'm leaving all of the things that I have set up over this past eight years here at our church. And I'm going into the thing that you want me to do, which other people are going to look at and say is absolutely ridiculously crazy. But I saw his provision and my wife and I saw his provision and we saw that he was affirming exactly what it is that we were doing. So in leaning into this nerd culture missions thing, which is completely weird to most people, God says, 
Thank you for doing the thing that I wanted you to do, even though it was hard. And even just today, while I'm here on day one of the SRS bootcamp learning why and how to ask people to join my team, I received a message that someone had joined my team at $100 a month. I hope that you do not hear me bragging. If anything, I'm boasting in the Lord on this one. Like, there was nothing I did. That was completely unsolicited. I have not asked a single person to come on to my team, and yet God has people lined up to be there for me and to join me and my wife and my family on this mission. On this mission, That's just completely ridiculous. It was unsolicited. So if that's not a confirmation, then I, I just have no idea what is, you know? I mean, I already talks with, talked with them on the phone, and I thank them, and I really can't wait to keep them updated on all of the crazy progress that this ministry makes. So maybe you don't care about any of this um, because you really don't care about the whole missionary thing, but I'd encourage you this. Find a local missionary or an, a missionary abroad that's sent from your church or from somewhere local that you care about and start partnering with that person or that couple. I'm not telling you how much to give. I, that's between you and the Lord, okay? But they may not know how to ask you or even that you're interested in joining their team, but they definitely would appreciate the fact that you're thinking about them right now as I'm talking. You have a, you have a person or a couple in mind, and if you don't, think and pray about it. And they would really love that. And they would also love to know that you care enough to help support them because this is tough. This is really hard. Giving up everything, especially if you have a family, medical bills come up, all sorts of things. But I will say this, that the Lord loves a cheerful giver and he will bless you because of your gift and your generosity and your obedience. So I don't know who needs to hear this today, but whoever you are, just do it. You will be very, very, very glad that you did. So very glad that you did. So guys, I'm going to take a quick break. And when I come back, I'll fill you in on what it actually means to be a love thy nerd missionary. But not from my perspective, not from the things that I've just told you about or any of that stuff. We will take a look at what you can expect if you ever come on a trip with us to a nerd culture convention. All this and more at the top of the hour right here on Back Row Radio. Well, welcome back to Church Nerds, a back row morning show powered by a strong partnership between the back row radio and Love Thy Nerd. Once again, my name is Bubba Stalkup, and I am here all by myself. And <laughs> I am missing my wife because really just talking to myself in a computer screen is not nearly as fun as having her to riff off of. But we were talking about just a little bit ago, uh, if you remember way back when, and if you're listening to the podcast version of this, not really so long ago, but if you have been listening to the show over the past month and have wondered really just what is Love Thy Nerd, you've no doubt laughed out loud when you said it, and that's that's okay. That's really just kind of my favorite. <laughs> I'm okay when that happens. It's actually happened to me here at this SRS boot camp on several occasions. Hey, who are you with? Ah, uh, well, I'm I'm with Love Thy Nerd. <laughs> they say that the what love love thy what? Well, we did that on purpose. We chose that name because 
really because of the response that it elicited. And simply put, Love Thy Nerd exists right here. Here's it in a nutshell. We exist to be the love of Jesus to nerds and nerd culture. And we do that by loving and serving our nerdy neighbors and doing that really at any chance that we can get. So we're currently set to officially attend five more shows in 2020. I mentioned that we were already at PAX South in San Antonio this past weekend, and we're also going to five more shows, the first of which is Origins Game Fair. That's going to be June 17th through the 21st in Columbus, Ohio. And we're also going to be going to Gen Con. That's going to be July 30th through August 2nd in Indianapolis, Indiana. Gen Con happens to be one of my favorite shows of the entire year. And the reason being is that there are like 80,000 people there. It's held at the convention center in Indianapolis. And also you get to go and play board games on Lucas Oil Field. And if you don't know what that is, you're probably not a Colts fan because that's where they play. They actually cover the whole the whole field in these pads and they have one spot that they've taken off so that the nerds like me can go and stand on the field and take a picture near the field. And it's crazy. It's open 24 hours a day for you to go and just play games. And there are tons of demos and all sorts of stuff. That one's my favorite. It's near and dear to my heart. Gen Con, July the 30th through August the 2nd in Indianapolis, Indiana. We've also got Retro Gaming Expo, August the 14th through the 16th in Portland, Oregon. So maybe you really like Nintendo 64 or Neo Geo or just regular Nintendo or Sega Genesis, whatever, it doesn't matter. All of the retro stuff you could ever want is right there at Retro Gaming Expo. And you may not know this, but they are making brand new games for the NES that system that came out in 1986 like they are making brand new cartridge games for that and it's just absolutely bananas crazy so uh retro gaming expo august the 14th through the 16th in portland oregon also we've got dragon con which is one of the biggest cosplay cons in north america and that's going to be september the 3rd through the 7th in atlanta georgia And last but not least, one of my favorites, and really, it's just because I love board games, there's really no ifs, ands, or buts about it, is PAX Unplugged. And we actually just got the date for that one. It's November the 20th through the 22nd in Philadelphia, PA, if you're nasty. So, maybe you want to join us at one of those shows. We are also going to be unofficially at several more nerd culture events throughout the year, as well as numerous speaking engagements across the U.S. As a matter of fact, I am set up right now to have a breakout session that I'm going to be leading in Baltimore at the end of March. It's just the most crazy thing. They emailed us out of nowhere, and I'm loving the organic growth that Love Thy Nerd is experiencing. So things are hopping, right? And we're hoping to really even add more than that to our already packed out list of events. So I'll mention it again at the end of the show, but if you are interested in having us come out and educate you and or train your team or church on how to effectively engage nerd culture for the kingdom and for your church and for anybody's edification, please, please, please send me an email, bubba at lovethynerd.com. Let's talk. 
I would love to have myself or have one of our other staff members, other founders go out there and talk with you and help educate your church on what it means to effectively, and I can't stress that enough, effectively reach the nerds in your area. Real quick, because everybody likes numbers, um, they are there. There are like 3 billion registered gamers, and uh, you can't see me do the heavy air quotes, but those are just the people that we can get census data on. And <laughs> that's, that's not counting all of the people since that and the ones that didn't fill out the form or went to the wrong polling station or whatever. Like that's just the ones that we have data on. So think of the people that are in your life that are nerds, that are geeks, that are whatever, Whovians, Otaku, it doesn't matter. All these things, these people that are in your life that you don't know how to reach. You might think that they just spend too much time playing these things and you wish somebody would, would just talk some sense into them. Aren't you glad that there's an organization out there that you know of whose whole mission is to tell them that Jesus loves them and to help to speak positively into their life and carry those heavy truths? Like, let us do that and let us help you get there. So please, Bubba at lovethynerd.com. Shoot me an email. Let's talk about it. But what does it look like to come on a mission trip with us to one of these conventions? What should you do in preparation? Uh, what will you be doing while you're there? Well, let's just start by answering that first question because it's really easier to start from the top and work our way down. What should I do in preparation? Now, this is assuming that you are a nerd at heart and you have an affinity for nerd culture. Um, I would say head on over to lovethynerd.com slash outreach, outreach right now. That's lovethynerd.com slash outreach. Or if you go to lovethynerd.com, there's a little button at the top that says reach. Go ahead and click on that. And just go ahead and check out the list of the shows that I mentioned above. Um, it's a lot easier to look at it on a website than it is to try and remember it. So find the one that is, well, I would say, nearish to you. This is going to allow you to really cut down on your travel expenses, really lowering the cost and the barrier of entry for you. When you found the one that you think works the best for you, now you got to start doing some research, right? Because you don't know anything about that convention, or maybe you already do, but you don't know what it's going to look like for that specific year. So on that page, there's a link to the convention website, and you can go and even check out a quick little video highlighting some of the things that you might experience while you're at that convention. And a little bit of research here goes a long way because hear me when I say this, one of the things that you're going to hear us say a lot is stay in your lane. This simply means that if you don't know a thing about Doctor Who, maybe don't wander into that area and try to pretend like you fit in because they are going to smell you coming from a mile away, kid. The convention is a big place with space for every single person and almost every fandom. So you know that you belong in the My Little Pony area. There is really no reason to act like you don't. And whatever your My Little Pony area is, go and find that. If it is Doctor Who, cool, go do that. If it's D&D, cool, go do that. If it is Match at the Gathering or uh, TI or the Free Play area or wherever it is, go and do those things. You know where you're gifted, so just go to those. And if you do your research and stay in your lane, then the connections that you make with people will come naturally. You're not going to have to force anything. You don't have to fake it till you make it because you are part 
of your people. You are with your tribe. You are exactly who God has made you to be. So I would say just stay in your lane. That's really what the whole thing is about, right? It's building relationships, not just for the sake of building them, but so that you can create lasting connections with people that are going to change the way that they think about church culture, thus cultivating the soil that is their heart for the heavy truth of Jesus Christ delivered by either you or another Christian somewhere down the line. You don't know that it's going to be you. You don't know that it's going to be me. But our job as missionaries on these trips and really as Christians in general is to make sure that they have all of the information that they need when they make the decision to either choose or not choose Jesus as their Lord and Savior. I'm not saying that you're going to baptize every single person that you come across. We'll actually kind of teach you how to not make it weird, but it's just to be present and to read the room and to stay exactly in your lane where God has gifted you. So Love Thy Nerd is a whole laundry list of things from like a seed planning to harvesting organization and really everything in between. And a lot of times we get a bad rap for quote unquote not preaching the whole gospel when what we're doing is we're laying a very solid foundation for, like I said earlier, somebody else to come through and deliver that heavy truth. We're strengthening the bridge by showing people that Christians don't suck, which is really important when you think about it. So I honestly have no idea where you specifically will fall on the spectrum of that from seed planting to harvesting. Um, When you're at a show, there's really no way to know because that might be the first time that you've met somebody. I've seen people at shows for years and show after show after show that we are just now starting to have really deep conversations. They're just now starting to trust us because people by nature are pretty suspect about the things that are around them. Why are you so nice to me? Why are you wanting to bring me a Coke or a coffee or a bagel? What is the catch? And all we're asking you to do is to love them and show them that Jesus does too. If you do that, you're going to be surprised at the number of people that don't know who Jesus is or even that he loves them. There are plenty of them out there that have only ever known pain and sorrow and rejection and despair. And on an LTN mission trip, you personally, you get the opportunity to show them that all of that is a lie. It's legit invigorating and life-giving. And I'm getting a little pumped just thinking about it and thinking about you going on a trip with us. Uh, what was I talking about? Oh yeah. Um, if you can't find someone to do this, that fits somewhere to fit into your particular fandom. Um, we also have a way to get you actively involved in loving and serving your nerdy neighbors. Every booth there needs people teaching their games, selling their product, and really just generally creating a lot of excitement around whatever it is that is there. We have a plenty of industry partners that we have built relationships with over the course of about eight years um, that may not know you, and that's okay because they trust us enough to let you represent their company and products because we say that you are okay. That's huge. (laughs) I mean, it's really, really big. Um, We have done a lot of the prep work for you so that you can come in and start to reap the benefits almost immediately. 
And we actually have a few of these industry partners that are coming to us right now, like within the last week. This is just so crazy when I'm thinking about this, um, asking if we can staff their booths at shows that we're not even planning to attend. They're saying, hey, can I go with you for your people to come into my booth and teach my games and sell my product? Because you're way more effective at it than any other company that we've used. And the funny thing is, is that that's not our primary goal. That's, that's not our number one thing. Our thing that we're trying to do, like I keep saying, is love and serve our nerdy neighbors. And that's one way that we can do it, is by telling them through our convention demoing and selling of product that, hey, not only do I care about you as a person, but I care about your business. And it's really important to me that your family eats tonight. So if I can sell a couple of games and that helps that happen and it kind of smooths the relationship between you and your boss, then I'm going to do that too. Uh, you can't buy that kind of trust from people. It has to be earned. So we want to invite you, the prospective love lender missionary, to benefit from all of this work that we've done by rubbing shoulders personally, you rubbing shoulders with the likes of Skybound Games, Fowers Games, Lucky Duck Games, and Roxley Game Laboratory. And if you don't know who those companies are, you know Skybound because you know what The Walking Dead is. You may not know Fowers Games, but he's got a bunch of really cool stuff out there like Sabotage and uh, Burgle Bros and Now Boarding. Lucky Duck Games, they publish a really fun game called Chronicles of Crime. And they also have a really, really, really fun game called Jetpack Joyride that's based on the mobile game that you've probably played. And you've heard me talk, I'm sure, on some other podcast or in person about Roxley Game Laboratory because what they do is they publish two very awesome games. The first one is called Brass, which is like in the top, what is it? Like It's, it's easily in the top 20 um, board games of all time. And that's not my list. That's like an internet built-in list that they curate. And also their hot game right now is called Dice Throne. So these are our friends and we want to let you know ahead of time what game you'll be teaching because we want you to be stupid good at that game. Like, I don't need no stinking rule book good at that game. When someone leaves your demo, we want them to have no other option than to buy the game because you not only taught it well, but created a memorable experience at that table. And even in a five-minute session, I promise you this, this is true, through the power of intentionality, you can build a connection with someone that in turn strengthens our relationship with that industry partner. These people are legitimately our friends, and we want you to have them as your friends as well. Those were a few practical applications, the tangibles, if you will, on what you might do on a Love Thy Nerd mission trip. And when we come back, I'll share with you how to go about doing it and, and some of the stories of changed lives because of the work that missionaries like you have done on trips to nerd culture events. So stay tuned and we'll be back at the top of the hour right here on Back Row Radio. Welcome back to Church Nerds. Uh, this week, I'm all by myself, and I mentioned at the top of the show that my travel schedule is just like a spaghetti bowl of highways 
And because of that, I'm having to record this episode all by myself in my hotel room, which is a little weird for me. But being here at SRS Boot Camp, as I mentioned in the previous section, being here and being trained on what it means to be a fully funded, full-time Christian worker, it's really opened my eyes and it is remarkably introspective. Now, luckily for you, I have a microphone and a morning show to download all of my thoughts and ideas on this matter right there into your ear holes. It's, it's a really wonderful time to be alive for you, I'm sure. In the last segment, we talked about what it looks like to be a Love Thy Nerd missionary and gave you kind of some insight on some of the things that one would do both leading up to the trip and what they would actively do on mission with us at a show. Now, in this hour, what I want to do is I want to share with you a few success stories and a, a few a few of those just random encounters that we have seen over the years from our trips that are directly linked with the work done by those brave enough to really join us on a trip. Now, I'm going to do my best to mask the names and the situations of the individuals in each of these stories as to protect the spirit and really the experiences of those involved. So you may hear a story that I'm about to share, and you're going to think that it's about you. It might be about you. <laughs> there may also be a very similar story about another person reached in the same or like a similar way that you were. So these things have a tendency of repeating themselves if you Read yourself into the story, it might be you or it might not. So here we go. It's also worth mentioning that before Love Thy Nerd, I was also a part of another nerd culture missions organization, and that was called Game Church. Now this ministry is a huge part of my story, and several of the stories and relationships that I have today are because of the work that was done in and through that mission. A lot of who and what we are as Love Thy Nerd really was born out of that mission as well. So when I'm sharing these stories, I may refer at times to Game Church. And I just thought that you could do it with a little bit of context. So um, here's the first story. A good friend of mine once met one of our Game Church teams um, at a show several years ago. And the this game church convention model was really simple. Um, it was not rocket science at all. We would rent booth space, and then instead of being outside of the convention hall, we would be inside, and we would just simply tell nerds, hey, Jesus loves you. And then we would hand them a Bible, a few stickers, a lanyard, and then they could be on their way. No big deal, nothing deep. There were no conversations that were being had that were like deeply theological or anything like that in the moment. Even though absolutely every single person that came by the booth wanted to have those conversations, but that's not why we're there. We were there to say Jesus loves you and to give them some swag, which just for everybody out there, swag is stuff we all get, not stuff we all pay for. So sometimes I just feel like that is important to say. Um, so anyway, they would come and then they would get the stuff and they would leave. And there was really no deeper conversations, like I said. But we wouldn't stand in the middle of the aisle and shout at people to come over and take our stuff, or we wouldn't really even engage them with any kind of overt enthusiasm. We wanted them to come to us and ask the obvious question, which was, uh, what is Gamer Church? For some reason, everybody always called us Gamer Church or Jesus Loves Games or whatever. 
Um, even though it was clearly written on the material, Game Church, Jesus Loves Gamers. Anyway, neither here nor there. If we could get them to come over and ask that question, then we would ask them if they had one of our Bibles, one of our gamer Bibles, which was really just the Gospel of John with um, gamer commentaries and a really sweet, my favorite thing in here, it was the Bible in 500 words. It was really well written. Um, that little section was in there as well. And we would hand them the rest of the swag and then just really tell them, hey, have a great rest of the con. Real low profile, no push, not a single thing outside of just a simple message and some late night reading material. Now this, this approach, I will tell you, was remarkably effective. I told people all the time, if it wasn't effective, then I wouldn't be doing it. I'm a very busy man and there's a lot of other things that I could be doing, but um, it was effective. And it didn't hurt that we had a 10-foot banner with Jesus wearing a headset and holding your preferred console controller of choice. For a while, we had an Xbox 360 version of that, and then we moved on to the PlayStation version. And it was really eye-catching, and people would always come up and go, what is happening here? Are you for real or not? So there was one particular person um, who took one of our gamer Bibles, which... Cool, that's exactly why we were there for them to get that. And it went into the bottom of their bag. It made its way all the way to their house, um, and then it found its way into their basement. It sat there for the better part of a year, packed away in some box, I'm sure, where the Gospel of John that we gave them hadn't even been opened long enough to really like crease the cover. Like They barely opened this thing at all. Now, this person found themselves in a really low spot one day, And they wandered down to the basement to, by their own account, drink the pain away. When they got down there, sitting on the table, outside of the box, right where it had been packed packed in, was, you've probably guessed this already, that pesky old gamer Bible. They ran upstairs demanding to know who put it on the table in the basement. Kind of a weird spot for this thing to be, right? No answer. Now, I'm not assuming that this was some kind of like Ghostbusters moment where there were books that were moving around on their own, but for whatever reason, the Bible that they had took from our booth almost a year ago, up to that point, was sitting right there in front of them, just waiting to be read. Now, a long story short, they read it, right? What kind of story would it be if they didn't pick the thing up and read it? They read it cover to cover, and they contacted us with all kinds of questions And this amazing story, which I'm really only telling you in part. And to this day, they are supporters of Love Thy Nerd and lifelong friends of mine and my family personally. Now, I've I've even had the opportunity to see them really like just this past weekend at PAX South, which is really cool. I love still being able to connect with them. But this happened all because a group of missionaries took the time to pack those Bibles, lay them out, and tell that nerd, hey, Jesus loves you. Now, this next story is not quite as long, but it's equally as impactful. I once met a person while I was on mission with Game Church, and I was stuffing Bibles. And really, what that means is that I was adding bookmarks into them. And they had a whole bunch of things like our Facebook community and podcasts and blah, 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 all sorts of stuff on the bookmark. So it was just extra propaganda for us to put in there for people to take, right? So what we would do is we would have to take all of those bookmarks and put them in all of those Bibles. And we're talking like 3,000 Bibles per show, 
sometimes more, sometimes less, but it was a, an average of about, of about 3,000 Bibles. So you kind of get into a rhythm while you're doing this of just thumbing through the Bible, throwing a, throwing a bookmark in, putting it down. Thumbing through the Bible, throwing a bookmark in, putting it down. It's, if you're into that kind of stuff, it's really cathartic. Um, if you're like a Gary Gergich from Parks and Rec that just loves that kind of monotonous, tedious stuff, I'm not really, so it takes me a while to get into it, but that's what I'm doing. I'm thumbing through, I'm putting a bookmark in, laying it down. And what happens is this person comes up to the booth and I'm just in my little own world doing this. They take one look at the banner and they say, Jesus loves gamers. (laughs) Yeah, but not the evil ones, right? (laughs) And like this person was, they were not alone. They had somebody with them and they looked at their friend and they're like jabbing him and nudging him and they're all laughing and really just like sharing a laugh and a joke at our expense, which happens all the time. Uh, We were used to that. But without looking at him, I just simply kept doing what I was doing and said, Jesus loves absolutely every single person on the face of the planet. And I went back to just doing what I was doing. Just never even looked up, just kept stuffing Bibles. Because at this point, we've heard everything, right? Like so many people have come to the booth and said a whole bunch of things. People have said that they were too Jewish for Jesus, which I'll never understand because Jesus was a Jew. But anyway, he comes up and, and I'm doing this and, and it's like, well, he says, well, well right, but, but what about gay people? Another nudge, another chuckle and you know some smirks and stuff. And again, I say to him, hey, Jesus loves absolutely every single person on the face of the planet. And it got quiet for a second. Like, it can't really get quiet in a convention, but it got quiet there. He didn't have anything else to say. And, and I looked up because of the weird pause, the word silence, and there this person was just staring at me. Not mad, not anything, but just confused, really. And they had a real like deer in the headlights vibe about them, you know what I mean? And after a few seconds, they said to me, hey man, I want you to know that, that we came here to mess with you, but can you tell me more about Jesus? And I was just absolutely floored. Uh, it this was the exact thing that we were trying to do, right? This is what we were going for. We, we wanted to tell people that Jesus loves them and for it to radically change the way that they thought about him and the world. But now here, right in front of my eyes, it was like actually working. And I ended up excusing myself from the booth. And then I went off and I prayed with this person. And they came back several times during the show and it, I had made it. I had not even made it back to my hotel yet that evening when I had a friend request waiting for me from them on my Xbox because nerd stuff, right? So I continued to counsel them for a long time after that and even ended up helping them find a church in their area. Well, how about the time that my best friend, Matt Warmbier, one of my co-founders right here at Love Thy Nerd, he sat down he and I sat down with a game designer over dinner and after about a half an hour, they leaned over and just really out of the blue, mind you, said that they thought that what we were doing in and through Love Thy Nerd was so great because of all the scars we were healing that had been done by Christianity and the church in the 70s and 80s with what became known as satanic panic. Matt and I left that dinner And the first thing we said to each other was, bro, 
This is working. For every story that I have, there are 10 more. For every one of those, there are 10 more of those. Nerds need to know just as much as anyone that Jesus loves them and he died for them the same way that Jesus loves and died for every single person that you love. And if you feel like this is a ministry that you can serve in, if these are stories that you want to help create and be a part of, then I invite you to join us on a mission trip. This is the call. This is the ask. This is the moment where you get to respond and say yay or nay. And the beauty is, I'm not there to hear you. So if you want to come with us to a convention and let us train you in effective nerd culture outreach, you can head on over to lovethynerd.com outreach for more information. Or you can send my bestie Matt an email, matt at lovethynerd.com. He is our chief outreach nerd and he would love to get you set up and fully funded so that you can join us on this crazy ride that we call Nerd Culture Missions. Well, you know what? I've got just one more thing that I want you to know right after the break. So stay tuned right here to Back Row Radio. Before we close out the show, I want to say thank you for spending just a little bit of time with me today and for letting me share my passion with you. If you've made it this far, you must either really care about me or there is somebody else in your life that you care deeply about that fits the mold of a nerd in need of Jesus' love. Spoiler alert, it is absolutely all of them. I'm going to share with you a book that I've been reading that's really allowed me to be remarkably effective in my ministry to nerds and nerd culture. And in fact, our entire staff at Love Thy Nerd has this book, and we are letting it shape how we view our interactions with really everybody around us. The book is called It's Personal by Reggie Joyner. Now, Reggie is the founder of Think Orange, and if you don't know what that is, they are an organization that is dedicated to helping the church and the family partner together in ministry to raise up a generation of effective Christian followers. Now, in this book, it asks five questions that, though seemingly directed towards kids, is more than applicable to any age group. So being able to answer a question like, where do they live, is tremendously helpful when you're not just thinking about their street, but rather the place where they spend the most of their time. For a nerd, it may be a local comic book shop, or a weekly Dungeons & Dragons group, or even eight hours of a session on their favorite video game. So knowing the answer to even just one of those questions can drastically affect the way that you minister to them by simply understanding their culture. Now you can get that book on Amazon for about 20 bucks and read it in a day. It's a quick read, but the principles and applications will stick with you for a lifetime. And if you do buy it on Amazon, please be sure to use smile.amazon.com and choose Love Thy Nerd as your charity of choice. That's really just a small way that you can support the work that we do without it costing you anything extra in the process. Please be sure to check us out online at lovethynerd.com for amazing articles on all things nerdy, as well as all of our shows and our other podcasts, this show, and all of our videos. 
If you would like to directly support our mission and become a financial partner with Love Thy Nerd, please visit lovethynerd.com give. We are a qualifying 501c3 nonprofit organization and your gift is tax deductible. You can also find us on social media at Love Thy Nerd on all major platforms. And as always, right here on the back row each and every Friday morning. Once again, I'm Bubba Stalkup, and for my lovely co-host and wife who couldn't be here today because she's at home doing wifey things, we'll catch you next week on another episode of Church Nerds. And as always, if no one else tells you this today, Jesus loves you, nerd. Nerd.